Fire it up. Texas Home Improvement is on the air with your host, Jim Dutton. Hi, Jim. Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Due West Foundation Repair. When you want the best, call Due West. Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. Advent Air, the comfortable solution. More plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen showplace. Man, you are just a world of knowledge, you know that? Thank you. IQ Auto Buyers, the smart way to sell your car. America's Choice Windows with 10 windows for just $36.80. Carrier, the official air conditioning and heating system of Texas Home Improvement. Call Jim now for advice, money-saving tips, and all your home improvement questions at 800-288-9227. That's 800-288-WBAP. And brought to you by FoamMyWalls.com. Wall foam insulation for existing homes. Cadell Electric Services for all your electrical needs. Texas Remodel Team, your complete solution for home renovations. And U.S. Tree Care. Give your trees the care they need. And now... Broadcasting live from the floor in the core studios, here's Jim Dutton. And welcome to Texas Home Improvement, your total home improvement source. We can simply pick up the phone, give me a call, and we can talk about whatever home improvement problems you're having. Whether you're dealing with a contractor, doing the project yourself, thinking about a project, doesn't matter. 1 800 288 9227. That's 1 800 288 9227. And with that, we'll discuss your problem, come up with a solution, and you know, maybe help you get it taken care of. Again, that number 1 800 288 9227. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is being made possible by more plumbing supplies, bath, and kitchen showplace. Now, go beyond the box stores, go to bkshowplace.com to find a location near you, whether it's tubs, toilets, sinks, faucets or just parts that you're looking for, more plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen show place, the place to help you out. Alrighty, again, our phone number, 1-288-9227. Don't forget, you can also go to our website, thipro.com. That's thipro.com. There you're going to find all kinds of links to different sponsors, you know, people who can truly help you out. These are all people I've checked out. I know they're going to do a great job for you, as well as a place where you can sign up for our newsletter that goes out every other week. And, uh, you know, that's free of charge. There's also a place where you can become a THI member. That gives you 24-7 access to shoot me an email, and I answer those emails myself. I don't have staff that does it. i, I got to take care of all that myself. All that's available at THIPro.com. And while you're there, take a look at Overhaul for Hero, the Patterson Project. That's a place where uh, you know where you can see a video process, or I shouldn't say process, video series that we did on the last project we did. Um, again, that's Overhaul for Hero. It comes up right there in the middle of the screen. But right now it's time to talk home improvement, answer your questions, and it goes better when we have calls. So pick up the phone and give me a call, one 800 288 Nine two two seven. That's one eight hundred two eight eight nine two two seven. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call, and I'm gonna see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. And you know, I I specify checking things out. <clears throat> you know, it's important that we do check out all the contractors and stuff that are part of Texas Home Improvement, as well as other things. And I, I I'll tell you, I spent uh, Thursday of this week in court. 
I did a project down in Houston, Texas. And I did this back in 09. And it was after Hurricane Ike. It was a charity uh, that had called us, had me go, had my company go out to West Foundation Repair, go out and look at 51 houses. And we checked out the charity. It's something that had been in business for the last six years and helping the local community. They were just getting into the rehab stuff simply because of Hurricane Ike. So they were helping elderly people deal with their insurance company along with dealing with FEMA to get their houses rebuilt. So we do this project. We go out and look at 51. They hire us to do the first house. And it was a small job. Uh, nine piles. Uh, we gave them a discounted price. Uh, with all the work we did, it came up to $4,390. And when the project was done, they didn't pay. Their argument was the permit wasn't closed out. Well, we, I permit all the jobs I do. You hear me talk about that on the show all the time. Pull your permits. Make sure your contractors are pulling permits. We did all the stuff to close the permit, but the city hadn't closed it. So they were using that as an excuse not to pay. We resubmitted the stuff to the city, I think, a total of four times before the city finally closed the permit. They still didn't pay. We ended up filing suit against them. And the main reason wasn't because of the fact that they didn't pay us the 4390 The main reason I went after this charity group was the fact that the first person they had us work on was a relative to the person who started the charity. And I personally found that to be offensive and a conflict of interest. I mean, that, that to me was just wrong. And so I filed suit. We went to court on Thursday, spent all day in court, and ended up winning. And still their whole hang-up was the fact that, well, the permits weren't closed. Well, the permits were closed. Permits were had been closed for the last, I don't know, five years, six years, something like that. And, uh, you know, the jury saw that and instead of paying 4390 they ended up paying $21,390 totally totally ridiculous for any charity to do that but my point on this is it doesn't do any good to dig your heels into the ground if you're on wrong ground if you had work done the work is completed everything is finished it needs to be paid for and I'm saying this from the contractor side to homeowners at this point. On the opposite side of it, though, for homeowners, don't pay for work you haven't had done yet. I see all the time just the opposite of what I ran into on this one, where homeowners have paid contractors in advance for work, or they've been giving them progressive payments and gotten ahead of the payments on ahead of the work that's being done on those payments you got it there's nothing wrong with doing progressive payments in fact i i prefer it myself but you got to be careful that you don't pay more than the work that's been done because if you do that contractor may disappear on you unless you've checked them out thoroughly and know who you're dealing with so i, I just want to give both sides of that you got to be careful on anyways on that on that charity deal i will now go go after them to uh, collect what they owe because, yes, I paid the, the additional money that they're having to pay is because of the attorney fees it took to collect. And it wasn't the money at that point. It was simply the fact of it just wasn't right doing a family member that way.
and and what came out in court, they were paid by both the insurance company and FEMA and didn't pay the contractors. That's wrong. That doesn't set well with anybody. Anyways, if you got a home improvement question, got a problem with a contractor, whatever you got going, pick up the phone and give me a call. 1-800-288-9227. John in Stephenville, how can I help you? Yes, sir. I was was wanting to build a, some apartment, some apartments to rent out. Okay. A lot of college people here. Yeah. What What about building a tilt wall apartment? Is that any money, any savings there, or is that a bad deal? You will find for what you're wanting to do, you would have zero savings in money because in order to finish them out, you're still going to have to put the stud walls on the inside. Right. And so you've got the expense of building the concrete wall and the stud wall in order to be able to run electrical and all that kind of stuff. So now you're better off to just build your stud walls and and put like hardy siding or brick or something on the outside of it than to try to do the tilt wall. All right, sir. That's that's kind of what I thought. But a tilt wall, I mean, the cement's cheaper than, than wood. It, it is, but when once you build a tilt wall like that, you know, if if you were asking me about using the styrofoam walls and and building it that way, I'd say that's fine. But tilt wall, if you've ever looked inside a tilt wall building, all your electrical lines and everything like that is running conduit that shows. Uh, or if you go into the office part, they've built it out with stud walls inside in order to hide all that stuff and to, in order to put insulation in and everything else. And so you're, you're going to have the same expense into it, building those stud right. walls. Because, you know, whether it's the structure—on regular construction, the stud walls are the structure of the building. The brick on the outside is st strictly a veneer and, and all that. On a tilt wall, the concrete wall is the structure, and any 2 by 4 walls you put on the inside, they're strictly for cosmetics so that you can— hide your electrical, have sheetrock, you know, finished walls and stuff. Right, right. All right, sir. That's, that's sure. That's, you're sure right. Okay. Well, John, you have a great weekend and good luck with it. How many, how many units are you going to build? I want to build like four units with horse facilities to each one and some small turnouts. There's a lot of rodeo people and a lot of people have horses here. Yep, yep. And so I yeah. might just go ahead and build a tin house, I mean a metal outside, instead of putting, you know, hardy boards. And was, that's what I was just going to get to. I, I, what you may want to consider doing is building a metal building, and then the area that you're going to use for the living space, yes, you're still going to build stud walls inside, but that, that would be far cheaper than using the tilt wall construction. Right. And those look pretty good when you get them up, even if you want to put a little brick on the front of them or something. Oh, yeah, you can add stone to the and, and brick and stuff like that at the bottom to, to make them look good. And, and they've got regular sidings you can put on the front as well. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's a few really big advantages to it. One, they're inexpensive to build. And this is whether somebody was wanting to build a, a house as well. Uh, two, they insulate extremely well because you end up with such a large cavity. Uh, but, you know, when you when you built that way, because the steel is thicker than the two by fours or even two by sixes, so you got plenty right, of room right. for insulating. You got lots of room for running wires 
for running pipes, all the different things that you need done. Uh, it, it just it makes it just a a, a really good building. Uh, now, what would finished. you put in? What would you put in the ceiling of those? Would you leave them open, or would you put a regular ceiling in them? Well, if you're going to build a stud wall on the inside, you can put a regular ceiling in it if you want. I, I, I one of my offices is uh, built that way. I built it in '06, and I used a metal. Uh, 40 by 60, I used 20 by 40 of it as office, and I just built it out with stud walls in there. The rest is just shop area. And so in part of it, I got sheetrock ceilings, and in part of it, I've got just suspended ceilings. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, those 2 by 4 panels that you can put in. Right, right, uh, right, right. But either way, I, I personally like the, the sheetrock ceilings better. But, uh, but yeah, you can you can do it, and... Uh, the the beautiful part about it, anytime you want to change something, you got the space to do it, and and it's relatively simple. None of your stud walls then are structural either, so you can take them down and move them with no big problem. Right, right. Well, that's probably the way I'll go. Okay. Well, John, good luck with that. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Take care. He's building a huge wall. Between you and dishonest contractors, here he is, Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Oh, those dishonest contractors. Don't like them. Don't like them at all. 1-800-288-9227. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Advent Air, the comfortable solution. And again, that number, 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, Rick Welcome to WBAP. What can I do for you? Well, Jim, thanks for taking the call. The reason I'm uh, calling is I wanted to find out. Currently, I've got a two-story, 2,800-square-foot house that has uh, up in the attic. It's got electrical, electrically-powered uh, exhaust vents. Okay. And uh, the motors on those have, have started going out, and uh, I was thinking about doing solar and wanted your recommendation on whether that was better than the electric or not. Absolutely, without question, much better. Those electrical motors, they are notorious for going out. And one of the bigger problems with them, they short out and cause fires all the time. And if yours are already acting up, you need to get them changed out sooner than later. Okay, that's that's great. Now, is there is that any roofer could do that, or is it a – who would I go to? Oh, what trade for that? Call call Advent Air uh, – Advent Air. Call Arrington Roofing. And uh, they can definitely take care of you with that. Perfect. There, and I'll, I'll give we'll... you their number. It's 214-698-8443. Okay. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much. You bet. Take care. And again, our number, 1-800-288-9227. And yes, if you've got those electric-powered fans on on your roof for exhaust fans, those are my absolute least favorite type of exhaust system out there. The absolute worst because they have caused more house fires than a little bit. I, I'm not sure why they can't get those things right, but they are notorious for causing house fires. So if you've got them, if once they start acting up, cut the power to them, get them changed out for something else. My, my favorite on a house that has the ability is to use ridge vents. After ridge vents, I go to the solar-powered fans, which is what 
we just talked about, uh, what I'm recommending to Rick. After the solar power, then I'd take a look at Airhawk, the Whirly Birds, and like I said, my absolute least favorite is those electric fans. In most cases, the solar is going to do you just fine. Uh, but in all cases, what you got to remember is you do not combine the type of systems you're using. In other words, don't have ridge vents and solar fans on the same house. It's one or the other because the air, the whole, the whole purpose of it is you got to have air coming in through the soffits and going out the top. If you have ridge vents and you use a solar-powered fan, for instance, it's going to draw air through the ridge instead of further away through the soffits. And so you're defeating your purpose. The way a ridge vent works, hot air rises as it as the air in the attic rises, it's pulling air in through the soffit vents and letting the hot air escape out through the ridge vent. It creates air movement. The key in any of these ventilation scenarios, though, is to have plenty of soffit vents. Continuous soffit vents are the best, but at the worst, no more than four foot apart, four or five foot apart on the, on the uh, little vents. Most homes, they're 12 to 20 feet apart just way too far apart close close you know get them closer together get more air going into the attic you'll be much better off gotta take a quick break for news traffic and weather here on wbap we'll be right back don't mess with jim dutton's hair or there will be hell to pay here he is on texas home improvement Oh, I had to go get that mop cut off last night. It was just getting too long. I bet they, I bet it was almost an inch and a half long. That was, that was just ridiculous. 1-800-288-9227. Pick up the phone, give me a call, and let's talk some home improvement now. 1-800-288-9227. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Due West Foundation Repair. When you want the best, call Due West. You know, I'm talking about hair. I was telling my wife, I like my hair short. And the the more of my hair that falls out, the shorter I like it because it's just easier to take care of when you just ain't got that much up there anymore. So, hence, I keep a nice short haircut typically when I got time to go get it cut. Anyways, 1-800-288-9227. And, you know, when we're talking home improvement, one of the things I, I got to tell you about home improvement is... The absolute worst thing for your home is water. And I'm bringing that up because I'm, I'm, uh, I travel back and forth to Houston almost every week. And on my way back to Dallas this week, uh, let's see, I came back on Friday morning, yesterday morning. And I'm riding up and, you know, I'm used to going back and forth and seeing the lake levels and the stream levels and the fields, how much water they got them and stuff. And I got to tell you, this trip back, the, the water levels were as high as I've seen them in a long time. That rain, it wreaked havoc with us. If you've got leaks in your roof, get that taken care of. Nothing's going to ruin your house quicker than a leaking roof. And it's not just around the roof. It, if you got windows that are leaking, if you got holes in the siding, any of that kind of stuff, please get it taken care of. Don't let water ruin your home over time. 1-800-288-9227.
Niva. This is Jim or Neva. How, how's yeah. it pronounced? Neva. Neva, what can I do for you? Um, we have a house. It's a pier and beam um, where actually my daughter lives in it, and we need to have the foundation leveled. Okay. They have had several appointments that have been canceled by various contractors, and I remembered on hearing your radio program that you have a foundation company? Yes, ma'am. And what is the name of your company? Do West. That's D-U-W-E-S-T. And uh, the number is 972-406-0912. Can you give me any idea of what the price range might be? I know it depends on the amount of work that has to be done, but is it... Four thousand to twenty thousand. How big a house what? are we talking? How big a house are we talking about? It's a three bedroom. I don't know the footage. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're not talking about a huge house, then. No, no, and it's okay. one level. Okay. Uh, and it's a pier and beam or a block and base? It's pier and beam, I believe. Is it got brick on the outside or or? No, it's siding. Okay. It's and an old can, house. <laughs> right. Can can you look underneath from the outside, or is there a concrete footer that goes around the outside? I believe there's space. I mean, that you can okay. see. Yeah that that would be a block and base then. The, a oh, pier okay. and beam block home and has a yeah pier and beam has a concrete beam around the perimeter and usually has brick on it. A block oh. and base, uh, you can li- literally see underneath the house from the perimeter, and. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it takes one to two days to level those if there's no rotten wood or anything that you got to deal with. So uh-huh. you're typically going to be somewhere from in the two to four thousand range. Okay, well, that relieves my if, mind somewhat. And that's if there's no rotten wood. Right. Okay. Uh, and I can, I will call that number, call your company, see if we can get an appointment in. That sounds great. I uh, thank you. Neva, you take care and have a great weekend. Well, thank Mm -hmm. you, ma'am. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And again, 1-800-288-9227. Feel free to pick up the phone, give me a call, and I'll see what I can do to help you out. And, you know, I I do want to talk about, since since we were just talking about the difference between a block and a base foundation and a pier and beam, and then, of course, you got concrete slabs. Both block and base and pier and beam foundations have crawl space under them. And much like the attic in your home, you ventilate the attic for two reasons. One, you don't want the humidity levels getting too high up there. Two, you don't want it to get too hot up there. Well, under the crawl space in a home, getting too hot is not the issue because it typically stays nice and cool under there. But the humidity issues, the humidity levels can really skyrocket. One of the things that you got to not do is close up the ventilation on these homes. That humidity level will skyrocket. It'll start causing wood floors to warp. It'll start causing the wood underneath the home to rot. And by all means, do not put insulation underneath a crawl space home. I'm talking about fiberglass insulation, cellulose insulation, any of those kind. If you've got it in your head that you've got to insulate down there, the only type of insulation I recommend 
is a spray foam insulation, closed cell only. You don't want anything that takes on moisture and holds it against the wood. And the spray foam insulation seals up all the air gaps. The closed cell won't take on moisture. And so that's the only way I would really recommend that you do any insulating in these crawl space homes. Typically, I try to talk people out of insulating them. But if you do want to insulate it, that is the only way I would recommend doing it. And yes, you can put vapor barriers down on the floor, on the, on the dirt, under a crawl space home. And it will make a huge difference on the moisture levels coming up. But you still don't want to close off the ventilation. How much can one family endure? When Dallas firefighter Jeff Patterson's world crashed and burned in devastating injury, his family, the Texas Home Improvement Team, and the DFW community refused to give up on him. It's a video series you'll never forget. See all the episodes of Overhaul for a Hero, The Patterson Project, now at THIPro.com. That's THIPro.com. Here's more Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. And this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Floor & Decor, best selection, best prices, and expert advice. Got a home improvement question? 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. You know, I was just talking about overhaul for a hero, the Patterson Project, and we have periodically been doing these projects to the point where I have started my own charity, Jim's Heroes. Uh, in order to do these projects. And you're, you're going to be hearing more about that. And I'm bringing it up because of uh, the experience I had this week as far as being in court against that other charity. It just aggravates me when I hear of charities that are taking advantage that way. Uh, you know, Wounded Warriors program right now is under fire for the, the lavish spending that they did on parties and and different things like that. There is no excuse for that. That's not what charities were set up for. And I sit on the board of, of other charities and stuff. I'm I'm on uh, the the board of a rodeo charity that uh, raises money for scholarship money, and I'm forever hounding on them as far as now. Are we doing this to raise money, or are you guys doing wanting to do this because it's going to give you a better party atmosphere out here? And, and you you gotta you gotta be looking at it that way. If it's not something that's going to bring more people to the event and raise more funds, we shouldn't be doing it. And charities, that's what we got to keep in mind. It's for the cause, not for your personal use. Anyways, let's jump back into the calls here. One eight hundred two eight eight nine two two seven. Mike in Watauga. Welcome to WBAP. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I, uh, we were renting a house in Watauga, and we have horrible drainage in the backyard. And we got two dogs that like to run around and be dogs and all that good stuff. And what we've been doing is we've been putting straw down, about nine to ten bales of straw. And, uh, you know, that lasts for a couple weeks, but the ground's so saturated. And, you know, I, I, I know how to fix it the right way but I don't right. want to put that kind of money into it because it's not my house. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I'm kind of looking for a cheap alternative uh, that would that would solve the problem until we get to the drier months during summer. Well, 
I, I know a lot of people are looking for a cheaper alternative as far as how to get their yards dry. And, and one of the biggest mistakes uh, people make a lot of times is they start bringing in dirt, thinking they're going to solve it that way. And all that does is move the water elsewhere, and a lot of times it moves it to the house. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's not the right way to do it unless you got holes out there that just need to be filled to move the water into the right flow paths. Typically, most water issues can be handled with surface drainage. And a lot of times, it's nothing more than digging some trenches or something to let the water escape out. Is that possible with the problem you're having? Well, the, the problem is, you know, it, it's a... Uh kind of track homes you know those cookie cutters yeah. and yep. the the whoever did the grading out there just did a horrible job and i mean the ground's just so saturated the the water doesn't have anywhere to go you know yeah. i mean it, it drains in between the sides of the house yep and and uh it's just you know the the, the right way to do it is put some kind of aggregate in there ballast yep. something like that and, well, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, there is not a cheaper way of doing it uh, other than just waiting for Mother Nature to, to dry out again. If, if you can't make swales for the water to move, I'm afraid that's going to be your, your only option. And this portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by the Complete Overhaul for Hero video series the patterson project all six videos are out now i really want to encourage you to go to our website thipro.com and take a look at them it doesn't cost anything and you, you know I, I was talking about uh jim's heroes this is the kind of projects that we do with jim's heroes so go take a look at overhaul for a hero and see what we're up to 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, 1-800-288-9227. Pick up the phone, give me a call. I'll see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. And before I jump in the calls, i got one thing I'd like to take care of uh, just real quick. I want to wish my wife, Mary, happy birthday. It is her birthday today, and uh, we're going to be having company over to the house in the little bit later this evening and I just want to take this opportunity to wish her happy birthday because you know believe it or not she has to put up with a lot of crud from me I'm probably not the easiest person to live with in case you haven't noticed I, I kind of got an opinion about most things and she lets me know it that's why we've been married for 32 years now and still counting and she still puts up with me it's a good thing Anyways, 1-800-288-9227. Manuel and Joshua, how are you today? Just fine, sir. I just want to echo your, uh, uh, telling your wife a happy birthday. Uh, my Thank wife you. puts that with me, too. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I think... I think any good marriage, the the wife ends up putting up with the guy more than the guy puts up with the wife. I don't know why, but it just seems to work that way. Amen. <laughs> uh, I I bought a uh, Premier walk-in tub. Uh-huh. Uh, somewhere about 2002. And it only uh, worked property for about four years. Since then, I've been trying to go ahead and get somebody to come either 
repair it or give me information as to what the hell to do. I finally found out what the problem was. The motor just went dead. Okay. So I want to know where I can call so I can order me another uh, motor to go with it. Well, you're going to have a couple of choices. One is you can obviously call the manufacturer or... I did, and they don't give me any uh, satisfaction. Okay. They they won't uh, give you somebody who can deal with replacing the motor? No, they, they will not. I keep calling them. They, they just keep dodging me. Okay. Well, if you'll call Due West Total Plumbing... And we actually do work on these type of tubs. Okay, and, and can I have that phone number? You bet. It's 972-406-0912. Well, I sure do appreciate it, Jim. You bet. Yeah, we'll come out and take a look. And, and if all it is is the motor, we should be able to take that motor out and order a replacement for it. Well, do I need to take the motor to them? No, no, no. Just call. We'll come out and take a look at it. Okay, thank you. You bet. Take you care. Have a nice day, sir. You as well. 1-800-288-9227. Don in Colleyville. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Jim, how are you? I have a question for you on a, a post-tension slab. Actually building a new home. Okay. And believe it or not, they uh, poured the foundation. They chose Monday to pour the foundation. I think uh, most of the pour was accomplished uh, before any of the rain came, but obviously it's been raining ever since. And sure. I'm just wondering if there's anything that I should be concerned about or uh, looking at as that slab uh, begins the curing process. Is there things that I should be looking for that would indicate future problems? Well, I'll be honest with you. If Now, they got the pour in before it rained, and the concrete, because the rain started on, what, Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning? I can't remember now. I'd say Monday late. There was a, a couple passing showers on Monday, okay. but by and large, it was Monday late or into Tuesday. Yeah, as long as it didn't affect the finish on the concrete, to be honest with you, all that rain is actually a, a benefit to the concrete because it, it slows down the curing time and minimizes the cracking of the concrete because all concrete, as it cures, it shrinks a little bit and cracks and uh, one of the things that they do a lot of times when they're wanting to slow it down is actually put like sprinklers on it or they'll put uh, blankets over it and douse them with water so it holds moisture on it to slow the curing time. So the rain was actually a benefit for the concrete. As long as it didn't mess up the surface, you got nothing to worry about. All right. Well, that's awesome news. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to hear that. All right. Well, Don, good luck with the new home. Thanks very much, Jim. Appreciate your help. You bet. Bye-bye. 1-800-288-9227. Tim and McKinney, welcome to WBAP. Well, thank you very much. Um, I have a foundation question as well. Okay. I am acquiring a property in which a builder really didn't complete the job. And it turns out that we actually have to raise the house about a foot. It's a slab foundation. And I was just trying to get an idea of how... Uh, that would take place if it's just piers that have to go all the way around and, and raise it up another foot, uh, trying to 
visualize how that would take place. What are your okay, thoughts? What, what did he do, build it at the wrong elevation? Yes. Okay. I have actually, I raise houses on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I've done some where it's only a foot like that. I've gone as high as nine and a half feet to get them out of floodwaters. And what you have to do is not only the perimeter, but you got to do all the interior as well because it won't span across the house. And so mm -hmm. you're basically underpinning the interior, exterior, and then just jacking the whole house up. The plumbing would have to be severed or replaced after raising it. If you're only going a foot, to me the best would be to just go ahead and sever the, the pipes, raise it, and then reconnect them all. And is that done with uh, steel piers or concrete piers, or how is that? It, it can be done piers? with steel piles, concrete piles, drilled piers. Uh, what area of town is the, is the home in? It's actually not in DFW. It's, it's down south, so it's kind of a sandy... Uh, soil. Where, where's it at down south? Uh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. San Antonio. Uh, yeah, you're going to really be looking at either the steel pier. Yeah, those three that we just listed. The only one I wouldn't consider down there would be a helical pier. Uh, I'm very familiar with the San Antonio area. I used to live there, and uh, you won't have an issue being able to raise it there. It's just going to be a matter of finding someone who can raise it for you there. Uh, I can give you the name of somebody who can do it there. That would be great. Uh, you can call Due West in that location. I don't. Okay. I don't own that that one, but uh, the number is five one two. I'm sorry, two one zero. That's why I kept screwing up. Two one zero six five eight zero nine one one. And that's Due West, right in San Antonio. Correct. Okay, well, that's great. I will give them a call. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You bet. Take Two food groups in Jim Dutton's diet, steak and dishonest contractors. Here's more with Jim on Texas Home Improvement. 1-800-288-9227. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by America's Choice Windows, where you can get 10 windows for just 36 80. Again, that's just that's a heck of a deal from a great company. All right, let's get back to the calls. 1-800-288-9227. Jeff, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yes, Jim, I have a question. What is your take on air duct cleaning? I think it's an oversold uh, item that's probably not needed more times than not. Now, that's not to say that there aren't certain times where it needs to be cleaned, but in general, I think it's being oversold. What's what's the situation that you've got? Uh, well, we we had our tile floor taken up, uh huh, and all the dust and stuff from there. Uh, they didn't turn off the central air, and it, I guess it got sucked up in there. And after the job's all done, now we're getting fine dust back everywhere again. Yep. Well, so I didn't one know thing, if I should have it have it checked first. or not. And, and the reason I say that, you know, if it was the air conditioning system sucking the dust in, the filtration system and the uh, 
coils may need cleaning, not necessarily the duct, because you got to remember all the air that goes through the ducts typically have gone through a filter first. So right. it shouldn't be all that dusty going through the filter, unless when the system was off, the dust got up into the ductwork, settled, and now is blowing back out. And that is a possibility, and that is when I do recommend cleaning the ductwork and stuff. But the other thing you got to remember is not all ductwork can be cleaned. Okay. Uh, if, if you got the uh, if you got the old yeah if you got the old gray flex duct. Hey, that's that uh, aluminum silver okay. outside casing of it. The aluminum silver one typically has a hard core down through the middle of it that is cleanable. The old gray, and this is just for everybody else listening now, if you've got the old gray ductwork where it's plastic on the outside, then insulation, then there's another plastic tube on the inside. Typically, if you try to clean that, you're tearing up that tube, and the ductwork ends up having to be replaced. So you got to be careful with that. But if you've got the metal flex, you know, the uh, the silver on the outside, then you typically have like a metal tube on the inside, similar to a dryer vent type tube. Right. And, and that is cleanable. Here's how you can tell if you need to have it cleaned or not, though. Go to one of the vents, you know, where it blows the air into a room. Uh -huh. Take it off and just reach up in there and see if it's got dust in there. If it's oh, clean, okay. yeah, if it's clean up in there, there's zero reason to be cleaning that ductwork. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll do that. And what is your take on, I've always, I've got paper, we just bought the house and we had some work done. Uh -huh. And they have the old paper filters, and I've always okay. used the electrostatic air filters. Okay. What is your take on the electrostatic? Because I've heard both sides, but for the last 20 years, I've used electrostatic. You can just wash them out and put them back up there. Sure. Now, are you using the the ones that are actually plugged in, or are you using the, the ones that just have an electric static on the filter itself, and they tell you just hose it off and stick it back in? Yeah, that kind there. Just hose it off and put it back up there in the register or into the return grill. Right. Yeah, I got to be honest. I have not been real impressed with those. Uh, they do good for the larger particles and stuff, but the fine dust particles tend to go through them. Uh, I, what I like to use is a pleated filter, and the reason for it is it catches more of the dust type particles. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I thank you, Jim. Oh, Alrighty. one other question. Can sure. I ask you one more question? Absolutely. You know, talking about the. Uh, American Choice windows. Yeah. Because uh, when we bought the house, they said we had like three windows that lost its seal. It's kind of hazy. Uh -huh. uh, on your on that thirty six eighty, is that just the price of the windows, or is that installed also? Well, that's that includes installation and everything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and and I got to tell you, they do a great job on it because uh, their crews have been installing windows for them for years, and when they come out. They're literally, there's three guys that come out in a crew. One is taking the window out. The next guy is cleaning up around the window. The third guy is installing the window. By the time they get around the house, now the first guy is caulking and sealing around the windows. The second guy is cleaning up behind the caulking. And the third guy is loading all the excess stuff back into the truck. And in just a matter of no time, 
they're finished. These guys are great. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. You bet. All right. Have a good day. Good luck with the house. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call, and I'll see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. You know, one thing I I didn't go into with, with Jeff that I should have, all duct work pretty much have leaks in it. The dust that you're getting in the house very well could be from the attic. When a duct leaks, if you've got the old cellulose type insulation, after it gets about 20 years old, it starts turning to dust, it can get sucked into your duct as it's blowing air back in to your living space, and that could be the source of your dust. We'll be back in a moment. We're back to a man who doesn't need a fake tan, and his hairdo does what it's supposed to. Here's Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by EcoSafe Pest Control, a natural safe solution. Got a home improvement question? 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call, and hey, I'm going to see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. If you notice, I avoided any comments on on that political uh Hulk in there. Don't don't want to get involved in that of it. Time, because I tell you, when the more people I talk to on on this uh, election, the stranger things are are seeming to me. Uh, how people can vote for some of the 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 people and and think it's it's okay or it's right or anything else is just beyond me. But I'll keep all that to myself right now. Who knows? May have to make some comments later, but not at this time. 1-800-288-9227. Pick up the phone, give me a call because, hey, I need somebody to talk to right now. It's much better when we we have a two-way conversation going. So, Tina, how can I help you today? Um, I have a question. I have a new water heater that was installed. We had someone install it. I have a ranch-style home, so it takes forever for the water to get to one side of the house. So after we installed the water heater, the water in the showers, and it's not just one, it's two of them, um, it'll get hot, not real hot. It's got those thermal ther- things in the in the right. cap, you know. Um, but then all of a sudden it turns cold. And it happens in my kitchen sink, too. And so I called the manufacturer. They suggested I could try an isolation test. Uh-huh. which was, I don't know, you probably know what that is, right? Which I did. And the temperature of the water after I shut off the cold water came out hot within the the temperature degrees that they said. So they said, okay, then then, then it's probably a plumbing problem. So I called the plumber and he said, now nah, you should call the manufacturer back. So I'm kind of stuck here at uh, what this could be. Well, if the water... The hot water coming out is to the temperature that it's supposed to be, and yeah. it's only changing when you start mixing cold water with it. Yeah. Then it is. Then it is a plumbing problem. It is not a water heater problem. What if, kind of a plumbing problem? It, it's really 
going to be in the mixer valve in the in the uh, walls. Uh, I'm betting that most of your faucets are single handle faucets, aren't they? Uh, no, not in the bathrooms, but in the showers, yes. Yes, and but it's the showers that are giving you the problem, isn't it? And the kitchen sink. Yeah, and that's which a is actually also, also a single handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what happens is sometimes uh, just a little bit of debris can get into those, and right. it messes up the way it mixes. And so it's really just a matter of pulling out the stem, cleaning it off, putting it back together, and it should take care of the problem. What can happen when the, when the water heater is changed out? Don't ever look inside of the pipes in your home if you ever get the opportunity because they are just full of gunk. Yeah. And when the water heater's changed out, if any of that debris broke loose and went down the line, it can mess up those mixer valves to the point where you just got to take them apart, clean them, put them back together, and you're good to go again. Oh, right. Within the within the um, the faucets, you mean? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's, right. it's, it's nothing. It's nothing major. Does it? I mean, that effect, like it, when it turns cold, it only stays cold for a minute or so, and then gets hot again. So that. Yeah, because it, when there's when there's stuff in there that as it as the water is flowing by and it moves, then it starts letting the hot water flow again, and then whatever that debris is gets back over the port. You know, surprisingly enough, you know, we all think that our pipes, you know, I got a, I got half-inch and three-quarter-inch pipes running through the house. But when it gets down to that valve, that that opening gets down to like a, an eighth-inch or three-eighths, you know, relatively small. And so it doesn't take much of a piece of debris to, to plug it. But then w- with the water movement, it can move it around whatever debris is in the way and allow water to start flowing again. And so that's why you get that hot and cold burst like that. And that would actually affect like three different valves in the house? Well, it would because you probably got, once the breed broke loose, it probably got into all the valves. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, and that's why that's much. why it's only and that's why it's only happening on the single handle type valves. Your your, your dual handle valves, you know, it has the the water flows through those differently. It doesn't right. go through the little ports like it does on the single handle. So all your do, your all your two handle faucets are probably working fine. It's only affecting the single handle faucets. Yeah, you're right. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. You bet, Tina. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And now a man whose toolbox has its own zip code, Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. There's something going down in the little town south of Round Rock, Texas. Round Rock, Texas, called Austin, Texas. Having South by Southwest this weekend. Thank God I'm not down there today. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. And I got to tell you, I, I ended up down at South by Southwest by accident. One, uh, I think it was two years ago. I was going uh, down to Austin to actually do the radio show. Booked everything, had no idea it was South by Southwest until I went and checked into my hotel room. That's when I learned it was South by Southwest weekend. And uh, it was just crazy down there. No desire to go back and, and do that again. Anyways. 
Let's see here. Jane, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. And that's actually Jan, not Jane. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I've got a foundation issue. I've uh, had that confirmed by two independent foundation companies. And my question is this. I live in the Cedar Creek Lake area, in Gun okay. Barrel City specifically. And my house is just under four years old. I built the house on an undeveloped lot. Nothing had been built on it before uh, in a residential area. And it's on a slight incline or slope. I'm wondering if that is uh, unusual for a house that is this age. It's a slab foundation. And I tell you that you get in heave on one side? Yes. Okay. Here's what's happening. Uh, during the drought, houses that were built, are, are a lot of them going to be having a problem because the soils are dried out. When they're dry, they shrink. When they get wet, they expand, but not as much as they were the time before, but they do expand. And what's happening is you, when the, the slab was put down in a dry time, it'll start heaving on the outside edges first because that's where the moisture gets first. Over time, it's going to migrate to the middle and cause that to come up some, but it's not going to be an even swell of the soil. And so you can get a tilt of the house. And in some cases, I've seen them tilt as much as eight and nine inches across the house. Three inch. This is a three-inch yeah. tilt. And typically, most people start noticing it after about an inch and a half or two inches. So you're in that range where, yeah, you're going to notice it. Uh, it's going to start causing you a problem. Now, were you the the builder, or did you have somebody contracted that did it? I, I contracted it out. I was not the builder. Um, and this house was built uh, in the summer of 2012. Yep. So, and I noticed uh, the sheetrock cracks, et cetera, um, probably last September. Well, here's what's going to happen. Uh, if it, If it was me, I would tell you, Call the builder, notify him that you're having the issue, let him know that, uh, and, and send it to him, certified letter, you know, that you're having this issue. They need to notify their insurance uh, because this is going to get rather, relatively expensive. You're going to have a lot of people who will come in and tell you, well, let's just underpin this part, we'll pick it up. You got a four year old house that has a problem. And when it's built on expansive soils like this that cause the problem, re underpinning just a piece of it does not work. I will guarantee you that every time you end up going back and doing the rest of the house later, you got one shot with the builder and the insurance company to get the whole thing covered. And so you need to make sure that you stay and fight that battle until it's finished. They're going to come out and want to do soil injections and all these other things to try to mitigate it. All they're doing is buying time. All that stuff is temporary at best, and you built a house to last for the next 100 years, basically. So don't let them shortcut you on it. Uh, there are attorneys who specialize in this, and if you want to call me at the office, be happy to give you the names of them. I don't want to put it out on the, on the air here, but uh, th this is going to be a relatively expensive and long process to get taken care of. Typically, 
it'll take anywhere from one to two years to get them to agree to underpin the entire structure and pick it up off the expansive soils. One of the first things that'll need to be happening is have the, the uh, elevation readings done. I'm, I'm assuming since you've had two foundation companies out there, they've drawn the house and taken elevation readings? Correct. Okay, make sure you keep copies of those because as time goes on, it can be compared back to to see how much movement you've had. One of the things that will end up needing to be done, and it's, it's not something you need to do right this minute, but a soils uh, sample will need to be done where they come in core, drill down 15 to 30 feet, and they'll do a test to determine how much swell is left in the soil. That'll tell you how much further this problem could go. That also determines how high off the soil the house needs to be lifted once it's underpinned. So okay. there, there's going to be several things that are going to need to happen. Uh, okay. I have a, uh, I bought a 10-year foundation warranty. I okay. have not contacted that company yet uh, because I wanted to get uh, two independent companies. Sure. I wanted to get their, uh, their opinion before I contact the warranty company. Uh, because my it's fear time. is that the warranty company would say, no, it's not a foundation problem. If they say that, I can say I have two independents that say that it is. Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you, they're not going to really take the, the word of a foundation company. They're going to want engineers to look at it. But right. the fact that, you know, the fact that you've had two of them look at it, you know what the elevations are and everything. You've got the cracks. It's time to notify them and let them come out and start the process because it is a slow long dragged out process hmm. okay and you're saying uh to notify the builder even though the builder is no longer warranting the house well he maybe isn't warranting the house but technically he's still responsible for it uh builders try to pass the buck all the time they are legally still responsible they can't just pass the buck and uh, say well that's their responsibility because it's under warranty but notify both of them and let them start working together because it may be the two of them that pitch together in order to uh, get this taken care of for you. For more Texas home improvement, get yourself online to THIPro.com. You can catch up on all the episodes of Overhaul for a Hero. Sign up for our newsletter that has tons of tips and info and lots more. If you have a computer and you don't know which buttons to mash, just ask your kids. They can probably hack the CIA. Here's more with Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Yeah, and we are about out of time for Texas Home Improvement for, for uh, this show, but I got two more hours to do for the rest of the state. So if you want to go to THIPro.com and check it out, there's more help there for you. So THIPro.com. With that, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you again next weekend right here on WBAP. Drive. Get the game.